similar like i choose engineering in computer science stream like how majority of indians choose and i didn't find anything relevant to the current industry needs in my curriculum so everything everything seems outdated and i felt there is no point in spending four years just to obtain a degree which we can't even show with pride no more hello fellow risk takers and welcome to my worst investment ever stories of loss to keep you winning in our community we know that to win in investing you must take risk but to win big you've got to reduce it and i bet you're exposed to investment risk right now to reduce it go to myworstinvestmentever.com and download the risk reduction checklist i've made specifically for you my podcast listeners based on the lessons i've learned from all of my guests fellow risk takers this is your worst podcast host andrew stotts from a stotts academy and i'm here with featured guests Eswan, Sai, Palagat, Eswan, are you ready to rock? Yes, Andrew. <laughs> so I want to introduce you to the audience, and sure. you are one of those high-flying YouTube guys, and I'm I'm interested to learn more about your background. So let's go into it. Eswan Sai Palagat is a YouTuber who focuses on tech and career development, as well as many other. areas and he also interviews leaders and influencers and even though he is only 23 years old he has the big goal of creating the largest digital tech community in the world eshwan <laughs> take a minute and fill in for the tidbits about your life yeah thanks andrew for the wonderful intro i really loved it so you almost covered majority of the things man apart from that so as you said like i'm ashwan i stay in hyderabad india so i consider myself as a multitasker where i roll my hands in almost everything like as you mentioned i'm a youtuber and apart from that like i'm a software engineer content creator digital marketer instructor freelancer blah 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 and also a podcast host like you and i'm an individual who don't like being static all the time so i like to be dynamic in nature so that's the short always word. moving yeah so let me ask you a question think about a young person who's listening in they think how can you do all this different stuff that you're doing i mean when i when i went through your bio on the yeah. first we just we cut it down because you know we we keep it short here but the yeah. fact is there's a lot of stuff that you're involved in and there's a lot of stuff that you're doing to make a successful youtube channel and to get your yeah. message out and all of that how do you manage your time it's all about priorities so if you are clear about like what you want to be in the future or what you want to be in the next day then ultimately it becomes so much easy for you to manage multiple things so whatever the things might be so i work as a full time role so i work for a full time job so apart from that i do all this stuff like youtube and like i literally upload a video every single day so it's all about the passion and if you do things consistently then ultimately things become very easy for you so you won't feel stressful or you won't feel that much complexity in managing multiple things that that will become a part of your life and you feel it as just as in hobby so it's what i feel and it's what made me successful in managing my time and one other question when i was your age okay. i would say that i i was successful because i just worked longer than anybody else you know like I just, you know, I worked all day and then I went home and I did all this other stuff. You know, why other people made other choices, right? Yeah. And now as I look at my productivity, well, I still work pretty hard, but 
nowadays I can delegate more and I can outsource more and I can focus in on kind of what's my highest value. And I'm just curious about, you know, how hard are you working? How smart are you working? You know, how has that changed over the last couple of years? It's because we have the opportunities. I think when you are 23, you don't have these much opportunities. You don't have this kind of a proper internet, proper digital gadgets and all those things. But we have, so I think I'm utilizing in the proper way. That's it. I think whether we don't know, right? If you have these kind of facilities in your age, you might be a similar person. So yeah, it's all about using the opportunities and utilizing in a better way. So that is what I feel. So that's interesting. I like that, you know, and you're, you're showing and you're telling, look, I have these opportunities. We have these opportunities as young yeah. people these days. And I guess the, the part of the message to young people listening is you have no excuse. Yes. You know, if you want to be a, a radio man, if you want to be a YouTuber, if you want to be an Instagram, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do out there, yeah. you can find your voice. And there was just no way that you could do that when I was growing up that, you know, the idea of being on the radio or having, you know, even, you know, and sometimes it can be depressing when people start off doing YouTube, uh, doing podcasts, trying to be an influencer and that, and then you only get, you know, a couple of hundred people and maybe a thousand people watch. And it's just so, it can be very frustrating, but sometimes I say to people, you know, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. So you're telling me you have, let's say 300 people watch a video each day, you know, try to get 300 people in a room. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, it's very, very hard. Yes. So don't focus so much on your volume and your number. That will come with time, but focus on the quality that you deliver and appreciate the fact that you got 300 people in a room and not saying, I wish I had those other thousand. Well, no, you got to take care of those 300 that you got in the room. So any thoughts about that? True, Andrew, like you just nailed that. So I mean, if you're consistent on our things and if you're clear on what we are doing, I think focusing on volumes will come automatically. So it doesn't matter how many people are watching our content. So if at least one or two will benefit out of it, then ultimately it will pass on to the large volume. So I think focusing on content and focusing on what we deliver is important than focusing on volumes. Yeah, it's interesting because I know I've had my ups and downs in the podcast space that Sometimes I felt like, oh, this is a lot of work. And other times I was like, oh, I'm tired. And, and I don't feel like I'm getting the credit I want and all that. But what I just do is I just keep doing the next right thing. And it, it starts to build. And it's just a little bit like, you know, in the world of investment, we talk about compound interest. And now, you know, Warren Buffett's sitting on a huge amount of money because he left his money in the market to compound over 60 years, right? Yes. The impact, the compound effect, great book, by the way, by Darren Hardy, the compound effect doesn't actually happen until the later period. The impact is, yes, it, you know, you may go from two viewers to four, mm. to yeah. eight, to 16. Yeah. It seems very small in the beginning, but then when it starts to compound, so... I think the lesson that I take away from you is just stay at it, yep. do the best you can with the audience you have and what you've got, and it will come over time. All right. Well, sure. it's great to get to know you. And now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. So, well, my worst investment will be a little bit surprising. So it's not completely about money here. And as I said, like I'm from India, 
it's a second largest in population after China. And when coming to the population of engineers, so India tops the list. Majority of the people who choose engineering in India or other career options are not just because it is their passion. It is their only option. So for many, and it is the reason why many of the engineers here are jobless. So not only here, I think all over the world, you can consider like most of the people, the area in which there are more number of unemployment people exist is engineering. Mm. So similarly, like I choose engineering in computer science stream, like how majority of Indians choose. And I didn't find anything relevant to the current industry needs in my curriculum. So everything, everything seems outdated. And I felt there is no point in spending four years just to obtain a degree, which we can't even show with pride no more. So people are still searching for a way to find their passion. And many were just struggled with the education barrier. So it is what I feel my worst investment ever of time. And, but a good thing is I realized this very, very quickly. And that is what helped me. So yeah, what I felt my worst investment was spending my time in engineering. So and yeah, yeah. can I ask you about like, when did you start? I mean, obviously, when you go into university, as an example, it's all exciting, yeah. it's fresh, it's new. Yeah. You yeah. think that you're going to learn all of these amazing things. And then there yeah. came a time. Now, was that time that you came to this realization? Was it during the school time or is it like when you went out to get a job and you think, oh, my God, I don't uh, really have the skills? Uh, no, like I realized it very quickly. So, I mean, during my four years of course, so... I mean, after one year itself, like I realized very quickly because the beginning of my journey in engineering university. So like, I felt like, so I'm going to learn various things and I'm going to rock. So once after I'm, I'm having the degree, but like, I realized that what are the things that I'm learning? So I'm just learning scrap here. So I'm not learning that things that are really useful to survive in the industry or to get into entrepreneurship or to get a meaningful job. These are not useful. These are just static things. And the syllabus that I'm learning here is completely outdated. Like even a school kid using internet can learn all this stuff. Then what is, what is the main thing? I mean, what is the main motto of going to college for four years, spending time for exams, spending your time reading all the stuff. So what is the use of it? Instead, like if we can learn it online at this moment, everyone can get a job in the first year of course itself. So that is what I realized immediately after one year. And then after like, I prepared my own strategies to come out of it. And did you, did you learn that like over time or was there like a day or a night where you just realized, oh my God. <laughs> it took time. So after a series of incidents or a series of events, like well, the first thing is syllabus. That is what, I mean, pulled me out of that, pulled mm -hmm. me out of idea of going to engineering and studying and spending hours. So the syllabus is one thing. And the exposure is one of the things like just, just because you are an engineer, you will not be exposed. So you need multiple things to expose. And those were networking, public speaking, self-learning ability and a time management. These are all the things that you need in order to get exposed, but not your engineering degree. So mm. yeah, gradually I learned all these things. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you sure. if you could list out what it is that you learn from this experience. Yeah, sure. So the first thing I can say is passion. So if you have a passion, just don't ignore that. Just whatever the complexities or whatever the struggles that you get in the journey, don't leave that passion out there. So, so even though you're stuck in something, so like if you're stuck in a college, if you're stuck in engineering, which is no way relevant to your passion, make some time. So if that is your priority, like you will get some time and work on that. That is one thing I have learned. So the second thing is, 
start whatever you want to so during my engineering course like i started with three different startup ideas but all those were failed in my engineering but yeah the good thing is like i have learned various things from that failed experiences and the other thing is networking so in this digital world so we are we are completely reliant on internet so without internet there is nothing nowadays so even for a kid or two year kid to 80 year old man internet is a must nowadays so if you are not using internet properly then ultimately you will be out of the competition and in order to stay relevant you need networking skill so you need to talk with multiple people you need to interact with multiple people and you need to make some good connections out there not just talking with people you need to make some good connections and networking is one lesson that i have learned so i make a uh, good friends out there i make good internet friends i made good some connections and good relationships out there and that is what people need and the other lesson that i can proudly say is self learning so now it is everyone can learn freely in the internet but that thing i mean that guts of uh, taking risk is what the need of the generation so you need to learn by yourself if you know the path of like where you want to be after 2 to 3 years then ultimately you need to work on that no one will guide you because everyone is busy in building up their own life so no one mm. will show much interest on you to teach you something to guide you something if we get some guides then it is a blessing but we are not supposed to depend on them so we need to learn by ourselves and it is what it makes sense and the last thing that i can say is public speaking so public speaking is something maybe there are some introverts who don't like speaking in front of public but ultimately they will also be successful but if you are a good public speaker then you will gain some confidence and especially like if you want to build your own enterprise or if you want to become an entrepreneur public speaking is a must mm-hmm. and yeah these are all the lessons that i have learned from the experience great lessons great lessons and maybe i'll i'll share some of the things that i just wrote down as i was sure. listening to you the sure. first thing is i said i was thinking about something that we say when i was young it was my mom or my dad said it to me or someone said it to me which was if at first you don't succeed try try again and i think that's that's a great reminder you know of what you've said and the the fact is many of the thing and in in fact we we'll probably have to get more used to failure than success because we'll probably have failure more often than we'll have success yes <laughs> and the next thing i having been a, a university lecturer all my life basically which i do in my free time and do you know pretty consistently for 30 years i often tell students university is the worst place to go to learn and then i was thinking about my uh, over the last over the covid period about a year ago i thought to myself well i'm not going to be hiring anybody right now i've got to watch my budgets and all of that and i know a lot of young people won't be getting jobs right now yeah and therefore maybe we could do a barter i could get some young interns to work with me and then i teach them everything i can and help them and they help me and so in the last 12 months i've had probably more than 100 interns work with me literally personally at my office yeah. and they asked if we could do it by zoom but i said no nope, it's got to be either live or not and the result of that is that i you know made a lot of great relationships and friendships with them and you know we've shared and they've helped me a lot and i've tried to help them too but the first question i always ask them when they come and i say what skill do you have that you can bring to me. Yeah. You know, it could be writing, 
It could be speaking. It could be Excel. It could be financial modeling. It could be social media or Facebook ads or whatever it could be. And unfortunately, at least 90% say none. I don't have any skill. And they literally don't have a skill that they come out of university with. So it's a rare person that comes out of university with a very specific skill. And instead, what they have is a general education. Now, general education isn't bad, but I would also argue that I would say that the quality of education compared to, you know, years ago has probably gone down where it's just that you're not learning that. No, it's just I'm not that impressed with the ability to think and analyze and stuff like I see what's going on in the universities and I'm just not that knocked out. So my number one thing that I always tell them, and you've you've demonstrated it through what you've talked about is you have got to create some skill that separates you or differentiates you relative to your peers, but also is the thing that you're going to go out and work on, you know, like to improve. And so that's the other thing that I take away. Anything you would add to that? I think you, co- you covered in a decent way. Yeah. You covered, yeah. That, you know, I have a one, one of my newest interns just started a couple of days ago and I, he said, I want to learn data science and marketing. And I said, oh, that's good. Well, then why don't we just become an expert on Facebook ads yeah. and Google ads and another program we use, which is Kartra. And then how do we bring all that together and, and take the data we get from that and use it in marketing to make sure that we're bringing the right products to the right people. And so he's digging deep into that. And I told him, look, if you work with me for two months, I've already got, I bought him some courses that he's taking and he's far through them. And then basically I said, in two months, you'll have a skill. You can walk in any place and say, I can do Facebook ads, Google AdWords, Kartra, and then I can bring it all together and generate revenue for your company. Okay, boom, you're hired. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So it's really about skills. So that's the thing. All right, so based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Sure. So I believe there are three kinds of people in general. I mean, I, I told this uh, statement multiple times during my YouTube videos too. The first one is someone who waits for opportunities. And the second one is someone who searches for opportunities. And the third one is someone who creates opportunities. Be the third one. So I always advise people to be the third one. Because you will not get opportunities because no one will search for you in this fast-paced world. You need to create your own opportunities in order to get rid out of the risk zone that you are in. So it's okay. So if you are stuck somewhere due to whatever might be the reason, it might be the financial issue, uh, like it is stopping you from I'm going on with your desired course, or it is somewhat like you're following, just you're following the head, just because that's the doing you're doing. So it's okay, you realize it later. Once you realized, just try to create your opportunities. So whatever it is, if you are clear about what is your passion is, try to create an opportunity. If you're not finding any job, create some jobs for other people, like building your own enterprise. Because there are various ways and you can find guides and mentors all over the internet. So there is no scarcity for them. The only thing that you need is clearer. I mean, the clarity on what your passion is. And if you if you have a clarity, you can create your own opportunities. There are multiple ways in this fast-paced digital world. It is one thing that I can say. So clarity is really the starting point. Yes. And, you know, at the beginning, you also talked before about passion. So bringing yeah. clarity together with passion, passion to create the opportunity. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So last question. 
what's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Yep. So I'm in the process of uh, building largest tech community. So, and that should not only focus on just gathering people, gathering similar minds of people, but also to, uh, to create some awareness to all over the people on setting up their goals, choosing the right career. So it is what I meant to be. And it is what I'm doing in my YouTube since four years. And I continue doing that. And I will, I want to reach to more audience out there to give some clarity on their thought process and to give some clarity on their career. So it is my number one goal for the next 12 months. Exciting. Yeah. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, to reduce risk in your life. So go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and download the risk reduction checklist and see how you measure up. As we conclude, Eshwan, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of Ace Dots Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Yes, sure. So I told you multiple times in this podcast, so just follow your passion with clarity. And like, if you want to know some great stuff on career development, you can get into my YouTube channel, watch those stuff. So fantastic. Yeah, I wish you all the best for everyone who are watching this. Fantastic. And we'll have the links in the show notes. So just click on those links and you go straight to his YouTube channel. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.